Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Ephrata Community Church family. So great to be with you. Um, and I have the privilege of being with David Burr. Um, David is the director of missions for us here at Ephrata Community Church. How long have you been doing this now? Uh, I was part-time for a while, but I've been doing it about uh, eight months or so, yeah, full-time. Full yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, we, uh, uh, we want to take a little bit of time here to tell you about Mission Connect. Um, I remember many years ago, I started seven years ago, and the first mm-hmm. thing I was brought on to do was... Mission Consulting. Exactly. Yeah. To say, hey, Jim, uh, I was at the seminary as a professor and the dean, and it was Kevin was like, Jim, would you come and help us literally give our money away well? Because mm-hmm. one of the things you run into in Western generosity sometimes is our generosity doesn't all, or we're not always aware of how it lands yeah. when it gets mm-hmm. into the world. Yeah. Uh, um, and I'm not just talking finances, but even our time and stuff. And so we did a great kind of looking at uh, we're a church that gives, I think, just around 20% away yeah. um, uh, of mm-hmm. what we receive. And uh, we just spent some time looking at how to do it. And we just came up with this neat neat system we call Mission Connect uh, that r- ranges all the way from recognizing uh, how to make us all world Christians to be available to what God's doing in the world, just mm-hmm. informationally. And then we move into exposure trips. Um, so let's talk a little bit about exposure trips. We have, we're doing a lot of trips this summer. What are some of yeah. the stuff we're up to? So Jamaica happened a little while ago. They had a great time going down to Montego Bay with our partners, our missionaries, John and Dania Hess, running the YWAM campus there. And then coming up, we have a group going to the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. We have a group going to Uganda, small groups, about five or six people each. And then we have a large group of 21 going down to Guatemala. That's right. Yeah. And then in September, we are partnering again with Global Awakening and sending as many people as we can to their big outreaches to Brazil. That's right. Mm -hmm. And this Friday, I believe our youth team heads to Albania. Yeah, Albania. And they will do Ashland again, Mm -hmm. uh, about an hour and a half away, ministering in that community for about three and a half days as well. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Hey, and there's something we want to remind you of that uh, we're, we're, we're pretty pumped about here at Effort Community Church. You've heard us use the term connect groups in the past, and yeah. connect groups at large were understood as people gatherings, getting together for the fellowship, the power of transformational relationship, the habit of meeting together, mm-hmm. praying together, encouraging each other, studying the scriptures. But we've expanded our understanding in the last couple months of connect groups to include not just what we call people connect groups, ones where we're connecting relationally. But we also have passion groups now, as well as purpose groups. Mm-hmm. Passion groups could mean that we're getting around uh, around interest, an affinity, yeah. right? A common interest. That could be macrame or riding a motorcycle. <laughs> Who knows? Right, yeah. In other words, it's, a, it's an activity that we enjoy doing together. And then therefore, um, the people dynamics happen around that activity. Purpose group is what I want to talk about here mm-hmm. for a little bit. Because a purpose group to us now is... Um, when a group of people from Africa Community Church rally around an external cause, mm-hmm. meaning we might be trying to work with prison ministry or we might be trying to uh, actually do local evangelism uh, as, as a concerted, intentional effort, or we might be interested in the things having to do with fostering, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to hear more and more in the coming months about purpose groups. Because um, And David, what are some, like, 
I, I just started talking there because no, I get so no, excited about it. But like, yeah, how really, would you represent it? It's really great. We have a few groups that have already started and a couple groups that are, as we speak, forming yeah. and launching. So we have a group that is helping rally people from the congregation to support families with um, children with disabilities That's and right. special needs. We do have a group that is just formed to organize local evangelism events. I received an email not long ago that they're going to do an event in Lidditz on July 20th. So they're going to do uh, local evangelism and prayer. And then we have some people getting trained right now to form a group at Ephrata Community Church to help mobilize everyone to rally around uh, families with foster and adoptive kids, just giving them extra support. So you'll be hearing more about that. They're completing training this month, and then they're going to start launching it near the end of uh, summer, early fall. That's right. So one of the things we're thrilled about as directors and pastors here at the church is uh, when someone walks up to us, and this happens way more often than you might imagine, (laughs) someone comes up to us and goes, hey, why don't we have a, a ministry for... Uh, divorced, or why don't we have a ministry for prison uh, uh, reintegration or something like that? We now, uh, and by the way, it's oftentimes like, why don't we, meaning uh, why don't the pastors or directors put a seal of approval on it and make it a formal ministry of the church? Mm-hmm. What we're able to say now is, hey, if you have something like that brewing um, in you, uh, start a purpose group and start to rally some people. Let the Spirit bring people to the thing that is going on in you, and we'll find ways to support you in that through informations, times maybe in the next steps room where you get to talk about it with others, to get them excited about it. So it's a much more organic approach to making yeah. sure that mission is coming out of us to the community yeah. and not just through formalized programs and, quote, ministries of the mm-hmm. church, but flowing through our people. So even if you're sitting with something that's been stirring in you, uh, like maybe even uh, some, some that I even mentioned there, um, yeah, you get in touch with David um, and uh, David at EffortedCommunity.Church, pretty straightforward, uh, or Mission Connect at EffortedCommunity.Church. And we'd love to hear if there's something that we can encourage you toward one of these purpose groups and then be able to support you in that. Yeah, yeah, it's great having these initiatives have a place to land in this format that we're already familiar with, with connect groups gathering right. people together. And we can do that missionally. So That's it's right. really great. Really good. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, we got we want to dive into this message that took place this last week. Mm-hmm. Kevin Eshelman, ever heard of him? Good man. <laughs> good good chap. He um he spoke um on the fish and the loaves, right? Mm-hmm. Um and just a reminder, the seven signs uh, that John calls them doesn't even call them miracles, calls them signs. Mm-hmm. David and I were kicking around, mm-hmm. and you'll hear from me. I'm sharing this weekend on Jesus walking on the waters, which certain streams of the church don't count as one of the sevens. They actually put a different one in as seven. Yeah. It's just so fun, isn't it? Yeah. Just these yeah, different right. perspectives. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, Kevin shared um, about the fish and the loaves, and I, I just want to share some things that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I, matter of fact, I was talking with him a day or two afterwards, and he says, yeah, I should have I should have ch- titled that thing rather than what's in your hand, um, referring to the fishes and loaves. Um, he said, maybe I should have entitled it Andy and the boy, mm-hmm. right? So Andrew, um, the apostle, excuse me, the disciple Andrew, and then this little boy with the loaves and fish. Mm-hmm. And I think what stood out to me was just that constant reminder that likely um, I need to, in areas where the Lord's calling me, I need to walk with this kind of beautiful naivety that the mm-hmm. young boy had. Yeah. Right. I think what stood out to me was Kevin reminded me, yeah, I think what, when, when, references, when Jesus references childlike faith, he, he's... 
one, we have to break that down. And one of the things we feel is there is there's a naivety that, yeah. oh, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. this will make a difference. Yeah. And, and then he told the story of the dollar mm-hmm. Um Or when did he tell you? I think he told that mm-hmm. in a staff meeting that the founding of Temple University as a training place for missionaries oh, and wow. pastors, it was all night classes. That's why they're known as the Temple Owls because they only met at night. <laughs> And they trained missionaries and pastors. Okay. And it began with a little boy hmm. who was waiting in line to be a part of healing services. Uh, Spirit of Healing fell on the Baptist Temple. This is where the Temple University gets its name. There was a, a, a church in downtown Philly known as the Baptist Temple. The Spirit of Healing fell on the place. And the little boy was in line waiting to be involved in healing. And believe it or not, he passed away. This story, I should have warned everybody this story. Uh, <laughs> I took a um, turn, Jim. <laughs> he passed, right. However, he was carrying an offering of $1.25 in a bag that he was going to give. Wow. And his, his parents still gave it. And that $1.25 is still in that bag in a museum. Oh, because, Because, wow. um, by the way, there was a funding project. Because there were so many people couldn't make it inside to the building that they were running a funding thing. The boy who was waiting to get in to be part of the healing brought money that he was going to give to the funding. Mm-hmm. They held on to that money. So there's a dollar twenty-five that mm-hmm. that what's now Temple University claims was uh, mm-hmm. the fish in the loaves no, of so. one little boy giving um, that, that made a difference. And so that's what struck me was that constant reminder of, I want to be naive that mm-hmm. the efforts of even doing a prayer walk in my neighborhood or something yeah. uh, ripples in ways I can't even imagine. Anyway, Stood out to me. Yeah, I, I, Kevin mentioned uh, kids bringing a few cents towards something. Yeah. And I think what struck me very similar to you about the boy is he had this, you know, a few things to offer to this giant need. Um, and you can call it um, naivete, you can call it ignorance and just childishness of, hey, that's not going to make a difference. You know, my wife and I were talking about a really big expense we had, and one of my children said, hey, I have a little bit in my piggy bank I can give you. And you're like, oh, that's very sweet, but, you know, that's okay. Because adults really see the lack. We see the limitation and the need. But there is something that is, you could call faith, where I have this, and they don't understand how little it is, but there's an element the, that I was thinking about. But if I put it in your hands, like you'll know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think there was that element. The boy had not much. He could see lots of people. But there was this, but if I give it to you, mm-hmm. if I put this in your hands, you'll do something That's with right. it. And That's I think there's a real faith element in there. I do. That and, I thought was beautiful. Yeah. And it, I love how you put it. Like, there's not just a faith element. There's a, there's an expectation mm-hmm. that comes with it as yeah. well, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I feel that way. I, I, I've been trying to encourage some people that even as you're showing, showing up for a Saturday or a Sunday or a prayer watch at Gateway for services or a prayer watch or something mm-hmm. like that, um, you know, we can walk in with feelings of um, inadequacy at one level. I'm not talking like shame level of, po- mm-hmm. oh, that's possible, but literally like, well, I'm joining something to capture, to grab onto others people's faith. Mm-hmm. And we're simply saying this at Effort of Community Church, bring what you have, right? Yeah. Bring your level of faith mm-hmm. and join it with this community. Yeah. And we will see the Lord do what the Lord wants to do in this region. 
Um, and, and, and so I, I, I just so want to encourage people, like, bring the level of faith you have and sit available then and watch what God can do when he combines it all. Yeah, um, yeah. We've, I've remember intercession time we had at uh, Youth with a Mission gathering I was a part of. And the man uh, leading the meeting just encouraged us with that. He said, hey, don't think that you have to pray prayers of great faith. Mm. Like if you don't have the faith to pray for one million people saved, then, then that's okay. Yeah. Where's your faith at? And stretch it just a little bit. That's right. Okay, I, I believe... 20 people, 100 people, 5 people could get saved, so I'm going to pray just above that. You bring something. Mm-hmm. Don't have to masquerade or, or you know, try and generate something that's not there. That's right. But with what little you have, bring that and just stretch it a bit. That's right. You know, and that another way, really great. No, it's right on. And I think another mm-hmm. way it can be done in a community like ours is through service. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I want to, what I'm about to say, this is not a plug like, Go fill out the connect <laughs> paperwork around serving this week. And I don't want this to feel like, by the way, we had such a great response over the last couple months to, to fill some of the serve needs. By the way, 200 people a weekend volunteer here. Wow. Um, man, I church I grew up in didn't have 200 people in it, <laughs> yeah. right? And 20 people did all the work, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's so wonderful to be a part of such a service-oriented community. So first of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say that for some of us, um, Serving is a way of adding our faith in, Mm -hmm. to trust that just simply being a greeter, working in the cafe, we are sowing into something the Lord's doing, not just to create a a weekend experience, um, uh, but to actually create um, an environment for the Spirit to meet us and do what the Spirit wants to do. And then believing that we can then carry that out. And again, I'm going to boil this back to greeting. Cafe, like handing out a donut and a yeah. cup of coffee. Um, the power of all of that coming together is another way to do it. Because I know this, some of us can sit, you and I can sit and talk about applying faith to tearing down a stronghold or something. Yeah. We've had that kind of discipleship experience and formation mm-hmm. in us that can, can prepare us for some of that. But for many of us, man, taking this step of just towards service, much mm-hmm. less signing up for a connect group or something like that, is mm-hmm. is monumental mm-hmm. and it's fish and loaves level stuff yeah mm-hmm. right now one little fun thing uh i was hoping kevin could be here kevin um is joining a harvest net trip at the moment mm-hmm. uh and uh but i, I want to talk to him about his fish concerns i mean did anyone <laughs> enjoy if you were able to catch the message kevin just pretty much flat out took a shot at fish yeah he did he he did you agree uh no no i've lived on islands my whole life near the ocean and my 13 year old sitting next to me whose favorite food is sushi. <laughs> she was sticking her hand up very enthusiastically when he said, people out there that like fish, because she wanted her voice known. She disagreed with Kevin's That's assessment. Right. That. And then he threw in like, and some people even read it, eat it raw. <laughs> fish, you got oh. excited. That's but her. you got to admit, for some of us, he is right. Like, we bread it and we use it as a tartar sauce delivery mechanism. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a little bit of truth to that. So all that to say is we do validate you having fish in your diet as a community. This is me covering for Kevin's yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, delightful uh, uh, frontal attack on the, the fish in their diet plan. So all that to say it's yeah, good he, stuff. he made his, uh, his opinion, his tastes known. That's right. Hey, any other thoughts you had about Kevin's message? Um, I just really liked um, what he pointed out when Jesus asked... Um, how are we going to bread buy bread for everyone? Mm-hmm. And he's like, why did Jesus even ask that? Yeah. You know, and you can sort of picture this huge crowd, 
and the excitement of the disciples seeing so many people follow Jesus. And then he say, how are we going to buy bread for everyone? And the disciple going, wait, we're doing what now? I didn't know that was on the agenda. And so he says, uh, half a year's wages wouldn't be enough to give everyone one bite. You know, kind of, no, let's, let's not go there. But uh, Jesus was, wanted to bring something up. You know, what, what are they hungry for? That's right. And you read John chapter 6, there's this back and forth about Moses gave us manna in the wilderness and Jesus is, my father gave you manna, That's and right. now my father gives bread unto eternal life. That's right. And, I and so I liked how he pointed That's out, Jesus brought it up with a question, as he almost always does, and a question people weren't thinking, and how that would have, how that began to, wait a minute, what's happening here? Well, there's, it, it kicked off the story. Jesus, um, just asking that question, I like how Kevin said, why did what, was that even an issue? But right. Jesus knew what he wanted to do. That's right. And so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and Dave and I were talking before we start launch this episode, just reminding ourselves that of the six of the seven signs, all are closely followed by an I am teaching by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am the bread of life would mm-hmm. be associated with this one. Mm-hmm. And so it's this wonderful tension between a sign and a wonder and the presenting of the word yeah. uh, and how they work together. But there's one of the seven miracles that did not have any teaching associated with it afterwards. And we will leave you hanging with that. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, hey, we appreciate you. Jesus rallies on Thursday night. We hope you can come be a part of it. It's a larger than just ECC function, although it's hosted on our property. It's amazing to see what is going on there. By the way, don't just think it's for young people, um, but although we are capturing some of the beautiful byproducts of what God's doing in the youth community in this region, some of the promises that have been spoken over them that are also for us to come and sup at that table. Um, And so we encourage you to hit the Jesus rallies. And we look forward to having you out this weekend. If you can be a part of our weekend services, when I'm going to be talking about the next of the signs. Hey, take care. Thanks for being with us, David. You're welcome. Thank you. See y'all. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.